This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Football is back. And gee, do you think we have enough to discuss this afternoon? Do you think we got enough to talk about over these next uh, three and a half hours? We got the NFL is back, so everything there. We'll get into the Jets. We'll get into the Giants. We got our pick segment. Now, I'm not sure, but I think last year I picked every single NFL game last year. And I think, Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong, we finished like 9 or 10 over 500 for the entire slate of games, which to me I thought was pretty impressive. This year we'll change it up a little bit, so we'll get into the picks a little bit later on. I got some over-unders on the season. We'll talk Giants with Pat Leonard a little bit later on in the show as they get set for the Titans. We got to get into the Jets and Ravens, which, of course, you'll hear tomorrow right here on 98.7 FM. But it is football season, so we will have our first edition of this year of the polar opposite of power rankings, the poop rankings, if you will, every single week. Everybody always wants to know who's the best. We don't focus on who's the best on this show. We focus on who's the worst, so we'll do that. But that's not all. Yes, that's not all. I feel like Ron Popeil. That's not all because we got a lot of things to discuss as we take you up until 6.30 tonight. And, of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. That is the telephone number. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. And, of course, it's a Saturday. So, of course, Saturday, 5 o'clock, what I learned on TikTok. We got that to do. We got to get into the baseball for the first time since April. The Mets are not in first place. We have to talk about your second place, New York Mets. We'll do that at 4 o'clock with Pat Rangazzo, who covers the team for Sports Illustrated. So we got a lot of stuff going on today. But I mentioned I used the word awful, and uh, I, I think that's where we'll open the show today with awful, as the Yankees right now leading the Rays 7-1 as they play in the top of the seventh inning over at the stadium. And look, we got a lot of big, you know, I laid out some of the things. We got a lot of big things going on. This is the time of the sports calendar, which is generally the, 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 the heavy hitters, right? You got the football starting up. You got the baseball coming down the wire. You got the hockey. You got the, NA, uh, the NBA not too far off. But with all those big things going on, we have something historic going on. Historic. You don't get to use that word very often. The New York Yankees have been playing baseball since 1913. But it seems pretty clear, despite this afternoon's results, that this year's team will go down as having the biggest regular season collapse in the history of the franchise. A team that was at once up 15 and a half games. A team that won 61 of their first 84 games will not wind up winning that division. Think about that. Think about that. That is historic. That is something that has never happened before for that franchise. And I know what you're saying. Ah, it hasn't happened yet. You don't know that it's going to happen. Maybe they can hang on. Listening to people justify, Yankee fans justify that there is still hope left in this season. They sound like del- they, they, they are just deluding themselves to such a degree. I, I, I just wonder, like, what color is the sky where you live? Have you watched the team? Have you watched the team recently? Do you watch the team day in and day out? This Yankee season has gone in three stages, and they're very distinct from each other. First stage was the awesome part of the season. Awesome. Winning basically every single day. And then somewhere along the line, right around eh, early to mid-July, it, it, it morphed into mediocre. And then it has obviously degraded the, uh, 
downward spiral that has become the season. It has become now an eyesore. And the lineups that they've been trotting out there have been abysmal. So, of course, the Yankees go out today and score seven runs in the first inning, and everybody's getting hits. What was the odds on a same-game parlay of one inning that IKF, Andujar, Donaldson, and Torres would all have hits? You'd be, uh, you'd be uh, chatting things up with Bezos. You'd have Bezos money if you would have hit on one of those. But this Yankee t- it's funny to me, after every game, people all, oh, can they hang on to the division? Are they still going to win the American League? Can they get this turned around by October? What are you talking about? The team is toast. I've been telling you this for weeks. The team is done. Done. Just on the offense alone, the team is done. They are finished. They are terrible. They are terrible because the guys who you kind of knew were going to be bad have been just that. And the guys, a lot of them, outside of Aaron Judge, the guys you thought were going to be good have been terrible. And probably none bigger and none with a bigger impact than Giancarlo Stanton. Since July 16th, his average has gone to has dropped to 214. His OPS is about 750. And he has not recorded an extra base hit coming into today since July 16th. He struck out 32 times in 27 games, has walked just 10 times, and he's got uh, in his last 27 games, five home runs and 12 RBIs in that span. The Yankees cannot win without him being a major part of it. And he has not been a major part of it. He has been one of the major problems. Probably the biggest problem, if you were to line up the problems on the offense, he's not alone, but he, based on what you are expecting from him, it's supposed to be at least a two-headed monster of the offense. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, and then everything from there feeds off of that. But he's been terrible. Glaber Torres has been one of the worst major league players in the second half, and it's not a small sample size. Obviously, D.J. LeMayhew has been hurt. Anthony Rizzo has been hurt. But it's, you know, it's, it'll be about the injuries when, when the postmortem is written on this season and the Yankee season ends and they all have you know, Cashman and Boone talking when the season's over. The story, the, the narrative will be, well, you know what? We were the best team in baseball, and then the injuries came, and we were just never able to get back to the way we were playing early in the season. That's not true. Again, they had that one awesome stretch to start the season, but they've now been either mediocre to terrible in a larger sample size since then. So the good guys are who are at least the guys who are supposed to be good, they have not been. And then the guys who you knew weren't really going to be good, weren't really going to be part of the offense, weren't going to be the reason why maybe you win a game or two because of their contributions, they've been bad as well. So, you know, I, I, we, we already know this. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here to a certain degree. But the only reason why I bring it up is because other people are beating their own dead horse of, well, can they hang on to the division? Can they hang on? Are they going to turn it around? When the playoffs start, will they be able to flip the switch? Flip the switch? There's no power to the house. The whole grid, the whole grid is off. Forget it. The power has been shut out, shut off. They are done. They are shot and it is already over. We know this. We know this. But that's, you know, that's not really. I, I was looking at it this week and talking with Larry on the show we do at night, ESPN New York tonight, Monday through Friday, uh, starting at 10 o'clock. The bad news, the really bad news is 
Look around. Look at this roster. When the Yankees had that run to within one game of the World Series in 2017, it was like a new window was open. Yeah, sure, they didn't get back to the World Series that year, but they were loaded with young talent. They had a very quick turnaround from 2016 when they sold at the trade deadline, which was absolutely the right move at the time. And it spurred them the following season to have this deep playoff run with all this young talent up and down the roster. It's, it's becoming very clear that that window is just about shut, if not already. And there's been so much focus on, well, is Aaron Judge going to be back? Will Aaron Judge be a Yankee next year? Aaron Judge or no Aaron Judge? Take a look at this roster. Take a look at this lineup. This lineup, it, it, every offseason, every team undergoes change. The Yankee change is not going to be a, a scalpel. It's going to need to be a sledgehammer. Again, the guys that I mentioned before, take a look at the main components of the lineup. This is Stanton's fifth season with the Yankees. Injuries have been a major factor in three of them. He's 33 next year. He has five more years left on his contract. D.J. LeMahieu, who now, this is the second year in a row, has been a shell of himself because of injuries during the season. He's 34 next year, and he's been nowhere close to the player he was the first two seasons with the team. Glaber Torres, third year in a row, he has been a bad Major League player, and it would be a shock if he's still on the team next year. There was already talk about him at the trade deadline this year. Anthony Rizzo, who you're desperately hoping to get back here sooner rather than later, just so you can have some actual major league players in the lineup so that the lineup doesn't look like a spring training split squad that had to make the trip to Vero Beach or something. I mean, it's been, oh my gosh, the lineups have been just awful. But Anthony Rizzo, 33 next year, history of back problems. This is a team that's, that's goal is to win the World Series. It seemed like that at one point this year. But I think the real goal of the Yankees is to have a chance every single year, considering the lineup and the age and, and the construction of this team. It seems very hard that they're going to be able to even continue those modest goals. And again, this is not some team that has all this history of success. They won one division title in the last decade and won 92 games last year. And would you bet a lot of money they're going to win over that this year? If they win today, they're 84 and 56. So that's 140 games. They got 22 games to go. You think they go 9 and 13? I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't bet any money that they'd go just win nine of the next 24 games. Excuse me, nine of the next 22 games. Would you bet that? I wouldn't. So now you're talking about a team that was major disappointment last year in the regular season. Obviously a major disappointment in the postseason because the postseason they played one game and they were done. And it certainly seems like they are trending right now towards playing in the first round this year as a wild card because they will not hold on to a division lead that they had at one point that was 15 and a half games. Wow. That, that is historic. That is absolutely historic. So, to me, you can talk about the division, you can talk about the playoffs, you can talk about whatever you want. It's all meaningless. This team is going no place. It's been obvious for a while, and anybody who's still holding out hope, how can you have that level of hope if you are watching this on any, any part of a, of, a, of a regular basis?
because what you see every single day is just more evidence of the same thing. The team is shot. They, they are terrible. They are a bad baseball team. And you can't avoid it anymore, hoping that eh, maybe it'll turn around. Maybe tomorrow will be a good day when they're putting out the same players every single day. And the results are the same pretty much every single day. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. So talking about the Yankees, we'll get into the Mets as well. But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Aaron Judge and his contract and about what's going to happen as if that's the thing to be worrying about right now, right? The whole house is on fire. The season is going up in flames. But let's talk about the offseason and where Aaron Judge is going to be playing next year. But there's been a lot of talk about Aaron Judge. And the point that I've, I've brought up is you're not going to pay him for what he is doing right now. What he's doing right now is amazing. But whoever pays him next year, what you should be paying him on is what he will do in the future. Well, I want to take that same line of thinking when it comes to Brian Cashman and the, the, the issues that I laid out with his team already and, and what we're talking about, because it's not about if, you, if you're bringing back Brian Cashman next year, if you're Hal Steinbrenner, you are bringing him back with an eye towards the future. And is he the right guy for that? So we'll get into that coming up. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. What color is the sky where you live? Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Been talking Yankees uh, and laying out the issues of the team right now, laying out the issues of the team long term, because to me, that's the more interesting conversation, because to me, this season is over. Like, even if they do hold on and win the division, OK, that was a goal, but it was not the goal. And there's no, I mean, even the most delusionally happy, optimistic Yankee fan that's out there right now watching this team, if you're watching it on a, on a semi-regular basis, has no confidence whatsoever that they will get into the playoffs and make any noise whatsoever. Like for all the conversation about the Yankees, oh, wow, the Yankees going to get past the Astros. At this point, I'd just be happy to get to the Astros. That, I, I would almost feel like that's an accomplishment at this point, given with the way they played. Doesn't feel like that's the way things are trending right now. I mean, could you imagine this team in the American League Championships? I can't. Not with what you've been watching here and, and, and how it's been trending for a very – this is not just a bad week. You know, the Mets have had a bad week. You know, Mets have had a bad uh, – during a time where you expected a bad schedule, hey, they're going to pick up some wins here, they're losing to last-place teams, and they've had a bad week. The Yankees have had a bad second half. They've had a bad – long stretch of the bad couple of months and it would be one thing if the first half of the season lined up with what we thought was going to happen no that was all it always felt like ah, this is too good to be true Where, I mean I loved it while it was happening and you'd hate to be you know I, I always hated people that when they were winning games oh no this team is terrible this team is never going anywhere well like, enjoy the good moments because eventually there will be bad. I didn't think it would be this quick, and I didn't think it would be this bad. But I don't see how anyone anywhere, and I've not talked to anybody anywhere, who thinks that this team, eh, when they get around to the postseason, they'll just flip a switch. That's not going to happen. The one thing I would say from now until the end of the season, so after today, what did I say, 22 games, the one thing that the Yankees absolutely should do from this point forward, and, and again, with the, the names that they're putting in the lineup every single day, it's impossible to be a good team. 
Like, take a look. Like, last night, this is not even a joke. Last night, the Yankee cleanup hitter was Isaiah Kiner-Falefo. That was their cleanup hitter last night. They had a guy hitting at the top of the order who has 55 home runs. <laughs> and the cleanup hitter it has one of the lowest slugging percentages of any regular major league player. That was the lineup that they put out yesterday. Now, Donaldson's back today. Stanton was in the lineup today. So at least in terms of names, it doesn't look so ugly. And the production today has been good. But, I mean, with the, with the second halves that, uh, that uh, Stanton has had and just the overall season that Donaldson's had, it's, uh, it's hard to uh, line up. You know, even Donald, was Donaldson hitting fifth today? No, he's hitting, he's hitting cleanup today. The guy with the slugging of 385 is hitting cleanup today. So it's just not a good team. But the one thing I would say from this point forward, the Yankees this year, 22 games, the Aaron Boone should sit down with Miguel Andujar. Well, if it's Aaron Boone that's making this decision. Whoever's in, the, in charge of making the decision on who is playing in these games, they should sit down with Miguel Andujar and say, look, we know you've had a very rough run since your rookie season. You've never really been able to look even remotely close to the player you were your rookie season. This year, you've demanded a trade. We didn't trade you. You got 22 games. We're going to put you in left field every single day. Now, we might take you out for a defensive replacement late, but for the next 22 games, you are our starting left fielder. Go out there. And if you got anything left at all, if you, can, if you can get anything going whatsoever, you will be here long term. Because this is it. This is like the last chance cafe for you. And it's mainly because the Yankees have no other options. Even when Harrison Bader comes back and he's playing center field, the Yankees cannot at this point. If they're serious about winning, they cannot put Aaron Hicks back in the field. The, the two plays that he made last night, it's clear this guy mentally is absolutely cooked. He has been a terrible offensive player, horrendously bad. And he's not even been a good defensive You know, at one point, he was a good defensive center fielder who got a bunch of walks and occasionally would hit a home run, was never going to hit for a high average, but he would hold his own. He is no longer that player in any facet. Well, he still gets some walks. Why you wouldn't just throw him pitches right down the middle of the plate, I have no idea. But there's no way they can put Miguel, they, there's no way that they can put Aaron Hicks back in the outfield after that performance last night. For Aaron Boone to bench you during a game, and that's what happened. I mean, Aaron Boone could say it's not punitive, it's not a punishment, it's, all, it's not a reward. It's not like you're saying, hey, good job, buddy. There's no way that they can put Aaron Hicks back out there. So you don't have that many great options. Uh, I'm not going to play Tim LaCastro on a regular basis. So the Yankees should absolutely have Miguel Henduhar as their starting left fielder from this point of the season until the season ends. There, there's no other better options at this point because Stanton doesn't look like he's going to be able to play the outfield, and you've got to kind of try to keep him healthy as best you can. Hicks has showed you what he is. There's not any other – you know, Floreal is not really a major league player. LeCastro can't hit at all. So I don't have high hopes that Miguel Andujar is ever going to give you anything. But of all the lottery tickets I have, that's the one I'm going to scratch. That's the one I'm going to scratch. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, let's go out to the phone. 1-800-919-3776. Anthony is in the mail truck. Anthony, first up on the Gordon Damer Show. Gordon, how are we doing, brother? 
uh, I'm, I've been better, Anthony. I, I'm not going to lie. I know. I know. We've all been better. I, and, you know, you, you, I feel like you were speaking to me in this last segment because I'm that crazy optimistic fan. You know, I, I, I don't see this team losing the AL East, and I don't see them – I see them getting past the first round at least. Um, what I wanted to say was – did you you watch the game last night or no? I did. I turned it off after the uh, after the Hicks play. I turned it off. I had to go. I, okay. I had to go do other things. So, I couldn't take it anymore. So I think I think later in the game, Esteban Florial came up and he swung at three straight pitches. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. Miguel Andujar came up, swung at three straight pitches. Mm-hmm. Gordon, when I tell you that I could hit better lefty than that, right. I am not exaggerating. But my my big question is for if you. You watched the beginning, right, with Derek Jeter and the yeah, ceremony sure. and everything? Yep. Uh-huh. So did you hear what he said? Was he about, foreshadowing something? Am I reading too far? About being too back into the it? organization, basically, get, like getting yeah. a job? Yeah, I mean, that's the way a lot of people took that. It did kind of seem that way. I know Andy Martino, who works for SNY, has uh, is talked to people and said that there's nothing uh, that's in the works there. But I did notice those, those comments, and um, I think a lot of people kind of took it the same way you did. Right, and, and my, my last question, um, and, and I'll let you go, and I'll, I'll listen to the rest of the show. Unfortunately, I won't be here for what I learned on TikTok. Oh, no. That's Going out for my mother's, my mother's 65th birthday. Oh, so congratulations. Happy birthday. it be a fun time. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, so my, my last point is, uh, do you believe that they're, you know, uh, letting Peraza, you know, run wild and they're going to trade him in the offseason, or do you believe that, you know, they actually like what they're seeing, and maybe they'll switch his position to second or third. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts to Gordon. Have a great show. You know, Have a great fun. weekend. Same to you, Anthony. I appreciate the phone call. Um, I, I, it's weird because, you know, for, for someone that you've heard about for so long in Peraza and, and him being one of the top prospects in, in the game or uh, in their organization, it doesn't really feel like they've handled him with kid gloves in any way. Um it feels like almost that like they, they they've kind of uh, like sunk his ch- you know like that they've certainly not you know like when they called him up the reason they said that they didn't call him up before that was that there was no they were looking for a lane to play him uh, and it seems like he, there was plenty of lanes to play him again the the lane was Isaiah Isaiah kind of at shortstop I mean he has not been a a good defensive shortstop overall and he's been a terrible offensive player that that's the lane right there. Uh, so the fact that they didn't call him up even before that was a little strange to me. And then when they called him up, I mean, you take a look where they're hitting him in the line. You know, you would have figured that they would give him a little bit more of a of a chance to really see what he could do. And they, they've not done that so far. So I don't know if that's an indication of, of what their thinking is. Like with Florial, it's clear. The Yankees don't really think that Estevan Flo- – I know he's a name that we've all talked about for a while and he came up a couple of years ago. It's pretty clear that they don't really expect him to be anything all that special. He's just he's just a guy that, you know, is a defensive replacement who has got a little bit of speed, and that's what they look at. Uh, so, yeah, Peraza, I don't know. I, if, they, if they don't look at him as some long-term piece, that's, that's really troubling because he's one of the, the, the better prospects uh, that they have, and they're going to need some youth on this team. As, again, I laid it out for you before, with, with the salary that they have invested in certain guys – um, and, you know, are locked into, they're going to need some youth on this team, so you're hoping that Peraza is going to be that. 
He's been good. I would certainly, much like Andujar, you, he should be playing at some point every single day at this point. Let's see what he's got. I know what I got in the other guys. So uh, I like what I've seen in Cabrera, and Cabrera's just made another nice play in the outfield, nice throw. So that's great. Uh, and Peraza, I would certainly be giving him as much run as possible. But it's like the other stuff before, you know, like I was talking before about like judges' contract. I brought this up a thousand times. Like to be thinking about that right now, to be thinking about next year, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not ready to think about next year yet. I, I'm still, uh, you know, staring down the, imp, the uh, impending disaster of this season because it's, it's sizable. It is sizable. Uh, let's go out to Eli in Wash- Washingtonville. I'm sure Eli has lots of good things to say about the Yankees. Hey, Gordon. How's it going? Uh, it's Wait, why better, are you Eli. So, why are you being so negative now? Like, uh, wasn't you like a pos- this positive fan that was enjoying the ride and well, and, you know, here's the thing, Eli. I brought this up to you before. I base my opinions on the evidence. So, like, when the team is 40 games over 500, yes, I enjoy that. I enjoy when the team wins every single day, and it gets me excited, and it makes me feel good about what can happen this year. Now, when they have stopped playing like that. Yeah, but didn't, you just said that you saw this coming, that this was fool's gold, and they, the, the Yankees weren't coming. really that good. I, I didn't see this. I didn't say I saw this coming. This this poor of a pl- I mean, but when you've seen it, the Yankees were that good when they were that when they were. Well, it always kind of felt like yes, it always kind of felt like this is too good to be true. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, sit back and go. Well, this is I don't like this. No, I I enjoy when they're playing really well, and while I might have some concerns, I'm not going to sit back and go. Oh well, l- let's look at all the negatives. Let's let let's look at the way all of this can go wrong. No. Overall, I'm going to say this is really good, and I enjoy this. Well, listen, I saw this coming once. Well, no, but see, Eli, you talking, say the same look, thing they, whether they're playing well or not. Once they started signing these players like Rizzo, Kanafalefa, and they said, of course they were going to be, uh, you know, they, once they got to the team, they were going to be a little good. But you talking about an old player, not an ancient player in Rizzo, but a player with back, back problems with Rizzo. You're talking about Kanafalefa and all these other guys. Now they put those two, all, all the guys playing the back to the back of their baseball cards, and that wasn't good. And that's what I saw in the beginning of the season. Once yeah, they got shut out by the, the Houston Astros, that's when I said, you know what, this is the real team. Yeah, but, but now Eli, the Houston is, Astros that's, have that's, elite pitching. That, it, it, the problem is, is that a lot of these guys are not playing the Yankees. And ever since then, I started saying that this team was going to be what it is right now. So, you know so you're now trying to pretend that you knew that the play. Yankees were going to turn into one of the you're worst teams in baseball. You're not going to tell me that uh, Conor Falefa and all these other guys were going to we're going to play to that clip in the beginning of the season, or the pitching staff. But I said Conor Falefa was never good. Conor Falefa was never good. No, but to see, I, to see, uh, and Eli, thanks for the phone you, call. You I get mean, my drink. Look, I mean, it's the same thing every single time with Eli. So I, pre- I appreciate him. I, I enjoy him. Uh, but it, it, it's like a broken clock is right twice a day. So thanks for the phone call. You, you can't say that, well, you know, I knew Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was eventually. No, he's, al- he's always been bad. There's been certain guys on the team that have been bad even when the team overall was playing so well and were kind of covering up for it. Donaldson has been bad all season. Kiner-Falefa has been bad all season. Joey Gallo, when he was here, was bad all season. But you had a stretch where, in the first half of the year, Rizzo was playing well and Stanton was playing well and Judge was out of his mind and, and Glaber had a strong first half so that it was able to cover up a lot of the ills of the team. 
But in the second half, all those guys who I just mentioned, the, the, the good guys, they've all fallen off for one reason or another, hurt, not just not playing well. And all the bad guys, Donaldson, Kiner Falefa, Gallo when he was uh, – Hicks, all those guys who've gotten regular playing time, they've all continued to stink. So, uh, yeah, look, when the team is playing well, I'm going to enjoy that. And when the team is playing poorly, I'm not going to enjoy that. And I'm going I'm to read at, okay, is this just a bad stretch? Is this signs of a real – this is the real team? Yeah, at this point, it's a long enough stretch to realize, yes, this is the real team. As much as I'd like to have thought that the first 80-something games was a real turner, oh, this is the way it's going to be, there's more than enough evidence at this point that this is a bad team. They finished with 92 wins last year. It's primarily the same team as last year. And if they get to 92 wins this year, it's going to be a stretch, man. Again, 9-13 and 13 after today, 9-13. and 13. Can they go 9-13 and 13 just to simply get above where they were last year? I don't know that it's a – it's not, certainly not a foregone conclusion. 1-800-919-ESPN is your telephone number. Coming up, more your phone calls on the Yankees. Coming up, we'll talk about the Mets because, ooh, yeah, it's like the Mets are the, the little brother in town. Well, the little brother is following up with the big brother, and they're a little bit ahead of it. They're already out of first place, so we'll get into the Mets too. 1-800-919-3776. It is Gordon Damer. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so uh, Yankees uh, have just added another run. I see what the Rays are doing here. The Rays are deep. They have next-level thinking. They are playing checkers. Excuse me, they are playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. They brought in the catcher, what is it, Christian Bethencourt, to pitch in the eighth. And he tossed a, like a, a meatball to Giancarlo Stanton. And Giancarlo Stanton swung so hard, I'm pretty sure he's, he's injured his back. Uh, that, I, that was the, the Rays' game plan. Here, toss a little 50-mile-an-hour meatball to Stanton. He'll injure himself, be out for the rest of the year, and the Rays benefit. You see what they're doing? They are playing the long game. They are that is next level thinking. I don't think that Stanton Sardi was able to run around the bases, but that was their that was not the plan. Their plan was to see if he would swing so hard he'd injure himself. Devious those rays. Devious. Devious. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is your telephone number. One 919 So I've been talking a lot about the Yankees. I do want to get into the Mets. We'll take more phone calls. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. Here, here's the main like at this point to me, it's not really. Focusing on the regular season, if they win the division, if they don't win the division. It, it, this year was supposed to be about winning a World Series. This w- year five now that we're waiting for the payoff from the season 2017 where they got to within one game. And with Judge having a magical season, the hot start that they got off to, which was magical. You should have enjoyed that while it lasted because it doesn't last forever. Now, I was hoping it was going to last the entire year. But it didn't, and now you're kind of picking up the pieces, and you have to think about, okay, what's next? If this year ends, as it almost certainly will, without a World Series championship, you can't tell me that there don't need to be changes. I mean, take a look at the the path that this team is on. I mentioned it. They've won one division title in a decade. 2020, now it was a shortened season. You don't want to draw too many conclusions from it. 
But 2020, hot start. They faded. 2021, last year, they needed major reinforcements by the trade deadline just to get to 92 wins. And then this year, this historic start and then this complete collapse. So, like, what is the line that this team is trending on? Does this team feel like it's getting closer to a championship or further away? And I think at this point it's pretty clear. What, what has been the outlier? The first half of this year has been the outlier in those three years. Overall, the team has been basically the same. And this year, despite how red hot that they were and historically hot that they were in the first half, they're going to end up basically where they've been. Last year, 92 wins. Maybe they'll get over that this year. Maybe they win 94 games. But for a team that was on pace at one point to win 115 games record, they're not even going to win 100. They're not even going to get close to 100. That's pretty bad. And what, I, what it seems like to me, and I want your thoughts on it, one 9 espn it, it seems to me that the pairing of Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner just doesn't work. It doesn't work because e- one of two things has to change. Either the Yankees, as we've seen, they're spending a, a, a good amount of money. They have the third highest payroll in baseball. So it's kind of hard to say to Hal Steinbrenner, hey, you should be spending a lot more money on this team. But the caveat of that is, well, we're spending this much, and we, we're pretty clear at this level. We're not at the level we want to be. We're pretty much a, a level down from where we want to be. We're not as good as the Dodgers. We're not as good as the Astros. We're not as good as the best teams. Now, you're going to make the playoffs this year. Great. But it seems pretty clear right now. It's going to be a short stay, like it has been here the last couple of years, a short stay. And to me, the pairing doesn't work. Either you have to, A, spend significantly more money to improve the team from where it is, or you got to get somebody better to be spending the money and, and picking the players. I, I don't know how you could come to any other conclusion. Cashman's moves have left them here, the ones that he's locked into, even with as high a payroll as they have, has left them kind of scrapping for players against the budget where they're playing guys who are throwaway ABs, like last year. Rugnit Odor, they give him 300 at-bats when he was not clearly uh, a major league player. Brett Gardner or Mike Ford, remember last year they started with Jay Bruce. This year, same thing. Because of where their payroll and where they're locked in, and they're not going to increase it, and that's fair. You have the third highest payroll in baseball. But you can't tell me, well, we're not going to increase payroll, but the guy who's spending the third highest payroll in baseball these results are acceptable. And there's, there were plenty, even when the team was good, there were plenty of at-bats in the lineup that, you know, we, we could see right then and there. Well, this is not really, you know, Hicks playing regularly and Donaldson's season. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty clear at this point. Some, you got to change something to get the results to change. And there's this idea out there that I've heard a lot. Ken Rosenthal had it in an article I know Michael Kay has brought it up before. Well, if you're not bringing back Brian Cashman, who are you going to get? Who am I going to get? The Yankees are one of, even still, even without winning a World Series, they're still one of the most prestigious brands in sports. They are an organization that you'd have to say is probably the most stable organization in sports. The general manager's been on the job for 20 years. The manager's been here for five. The previous manager was here for 10 You have the third highest payroll in the entire sport. I think you'll be able to find somebody to run the organization. 
I don't think that you're going to have to be uh, signing up for Indeed.com to, to find somebody with a resume. And if you, if you are having a hard time, well, then, then you've got to look in the mirror. I mean, this, this is a prime job. So this idea, well, you don't want to get rid of Brian Cashman. What if you don't get somebody better? You should be able to find somebody. If, if you're telling me that the payroll is going to remain the same and that the resources are going to remain the same for, for an organization like the Yankees, I don't know. I think you should be able to find somebody to run that. I don't think, they, I don't think you'll have to look that hard. In fact, I'm pretty sure people will be coming to you. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, let's go out to uh, Barry is in L.A. Barry, next up on the Gordon Damon Show. I, uh, great uh, listening to you. I've been a diehard Yankees fan for over 45 years. Okay. From the time where my starting catcher didn't play every other day. I played 145 games hurt. Uh, my point is... Uh, it all starts with Brian Cashman. He has to go. And all the scouts that pick draft players have to go. You cannot tell me in 20-plus years, Yankee Farm System cannot produce an ace pitcher. Meanwhile, well, I, mean, they had, I mean, they did have – they had Severino. I mean, Severino got hurt, but he was an ace pitcher. Yeah, but, I mean, an elite uh, hitter. I mean, my – the last okay. productive yeah, hitter I mean, we had. Judge, farm. right? Yeah, they have not done a great job. Uh, uh, and, and overall, the the the, the uh, Yankee farm system has not done a great job overall. You're absolutely right. That should be an area where they they have. Improved. And Brian Cashman, for a while, I mean, he rode on a cocktail of uh, uh, Gene Steve Michaels. Michael. Yep, Bob Watson, sure. Yeah. And well, look, I, I'm not. I, that, Larry, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, thanks for the phone call. I'm not telling you that Cashman is the worst GM. I'm not trying to make it out like he's done a terrible job overall. He's had some successes, but he should have some successes. Like there's a lot of things that are built into the to the to the benefit of him, right? Like you have the third highest payroll in the sport, so you should absolutely have things at your disposal. You should be putting out a pretty good team. Like if you're trying in baseball. <laughs> You should be pretty good because there's a lot of teams that are not trying in baseball. Take a look at the bad teams in baseball. Pirates, the Cubs, you know, all these teams. Are they really trying or is it about, you know, the, 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 the Orioles are now starting to come out of it. For three or four years there, the Orioles weren't really trying. There's a lot of teams that are not trying in baseball. So if you're spending the third most, uh, the third highest payroll in the sport, yeah, you should be pretty good. And that's where the Yankees have been. They've been pretty good, but they've not been great. And Brian Cashman is the one who has run this organization. I mean, he's got his fingerprints on everything. So he's been here a very long time. The manager's his. He's picked all the players. This is not a short sample size. Uh, let's go to Dan in Jersey. Dan, you're next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. I think I think Cashman, he, uh, he hasn't done a good job of concentrating. He's overpaying players. We have no ace starting pitchers. You know, we face the Houston Astros. We're 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 getting swept. But I just want to throw an idea out there, and maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. I think A. Rod is the potential future manager of this team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I appreciate the phone call. I don't I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see that. And even you know, like with the comments that Jeter made last night, you know, some people are taking that to mean. You know, maybe if, if Cashman's not back, the, the, you know, Jeter was running the Marlins. I, I don't even think that that, like, if, if it does turn out that they make a change and I'm not high, I, I, don't, 
I don't anticipate that actually happening. Um, I would rather somebody who is already doing the job and doing it at a pretty high level, you know, a second in command someplace. I don't want to just make a move. Well, you know what? We want to bring back the old name. You know, like I've seen plenty of organizations do that, and very rarely does it work. Very rarely does it work because then you get into the situation where, you know, you're going to have to, if it doesn't work, then you're going to have to fire the, the, the legendary player. Doesn't, um, it's not a, not a great look. So, yeah, if the Yankees end up making a change, I'm sure there'll be no shortages of names. People have already brought up Theo Epstein and this person and that person. Um, there'll, there'll be no shortage of candidates if the Yankees want to uh, make a change atop the organization. I would not get my hopes up. I would not get my hopes up. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.